This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 248. Today I'm talking with a fellow artist, entrepreneur, and his name is Alejandro. He used to run a gallery. Uh, he's also a full-time artist. He has been heavily involved in art marketing for a number of years now. And he's got some information that I think will be helpful for you as an artist during this uh, time of uncertainty when we're fighting this global pandemic. I'm so excited about this conversation today. I have to tell you that I forgot to check uh, part of my settings whenever I started the interview. And for the first few minutes, uh, my microphone is being picked up by my webcam microphone. So I apologize for the poor audio quality on my part at the very beginning. Uh, I get that corrected pretty quick, though, and uh, switch it over to the right mic. All right. Without further ado, let's get to the interview. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast. Weekly discussions in and around this medium that we love so much. Hello, my name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com, and I am joined today by Alejandro. And this is a fellow artist and an online marketer. Uh, how, how would you characterize yourself, Alejandro? Um, sure yeah, I, I would characterize myself as a entrepreneur or entrepreneur, if you if you will. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it's kind of a mix between the two of, you know, uh, understanding the business side of artwork, but yeah. also, you know, being an active creator, an active artist. If you're freaking out about COVID-19 today, maybe we've got some help for you. And if all you're doing is sitting sitting around and hitting refresh on the CDC website and then you just can't force yourself over there to the easel or the drawing desk, then maybe we've got some help for you today. Uh, I'm so excited about talking about this because, uh, you know, I have to admit, I'm kind of I'm one of those people that uh, it's been a little tough. It's been a little tough, and uh, it's been hard to tear myself away from the news, and I hate the news. So I think that uh, we've got some good tips here uh, from our guest today. You're listening to the Colored Pencil Podcast. I forgot to ask you, do you do any colored pencil work? I know you're an artist, so. Um, no, I mean, not really. I do oh, more uh, I do more watercolor <laughs> and oil pastel. If, oh, you know, I have to convert anything. you. <laughs> i've been getting i've been getting some people asking me to do that because i'm on tiktok yeah. at the moment and a lot of a lot of the fans on there are asking me to oh do that. yeah yeah very cool you'll have to tell me more about that tiktok I'm, hmm. my my daughters love it they they are they're on it um way too much uh, yeah my daughter my daughter's on it as well so <laughs> you're right <laughs> it's how i got on it actually uh, it's addicting i mean once you're on it and you're looking and it's like you can't tear yourself away from it oh, yeah. it's so it's so addicting absolutely <laughs> All right. So if you are an artist today, and I know that there's, I know my audience, I know some of you love to hear about business tips and you want to know what uh, to do right now in the current climate, wherever you are in your art business. And then I know there's a segment of you that can't stand it when I talk about art business. So I apologize for that, and you can go ahead and skip this one then if that's you. But for the rest of you who are so interested in starting your own commission-based business or selling your own artwork or doing group shows or solo shows or getting into a gallery, anything like that, I think Alejandro has a lot he can offer us today. And he wrote a fantastic article, uh, and it's called uh, Coronavirus Versus Artists. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes. Just head on over there and um, check that out. But first, I want to ask then for, for you to go ahead and just give us a little bit of a uh, some background on you and what you do uh, specifically, what got you started into um, this art world. Yeah. Uh, I'll keep it my, my, my history brief and then I'll catch you guys up to how I became an artist. But um, I was actually born in Mexico, um, raised in Europe. My father was military. So I grew up mostly in Spain and Germany. Um, I, uh, <laughs> how did you get rid of, okay, you do not have an accent then what, what's all that yeah. about? 
Uh, I used to have an accent, but uh, when I was a teenager, I had I went through speech therapy, and so yeah. you can tell I have a pretty neutral accent. Yeah, it's when very I speak. Neutral. Yeah, it's very neutral. Uh, so, uh, but I used to have one. I used to have an accent when I was yeah. younger. Okay, yeah. you'll have to. Uh, maybe I should do that. Uh, go through some speech therapy to get rid of my southern drawl. All right. yeah, I, I grew up in southern Oklahoma, so uh, yeah, yeah, I blame that. I get, I'm in Texas, so I get I get made fun of a lot for not having any type of colloquialisms, right. you know, sprinkled into my the way I talk. So, but yeah. I'm, I'll pick I'm picking up a few here and there. <laughs> so uh, after I graduated uh, school, I went to the military. I went to the U.S. Air Force. I kind of followed in my father's footsteps. Yeah. I did I did eight years there. Wow. After I, I separated uh, from the Air Force in 2011, and I moved down to Texas and San Angelo, where I'm at now, and my daughter was living here, so I wanted to be closer to her. And, uh, you know, I wasn't an art. I didn't have any type of inclination to art when I was young, beyond just, you know, being a kid and just drawing, you know, here and right. there. Um, but I didn't have any art courses, you know, under my belt, nothing like yeah. that. So came here and decided I wanted to open a business. So uh, at the time, Paint and Sip was really popular. Uh, or was starting to get popular. And so I thought that'd be a great business to jump into. There was no competition in the city. So I actually hooked up with an artist uh, that she became the art director, creative director. And so she was in charge of teaching and creating the classes and I just managed it. So we started that in 2011. And during the course of that time, I just got my hands a little dirty with artwork, if you don't mind me phrasing it that way, but I did. Yeah. And, and she, uh, she was really helpful. She trained me a lot. She gave me, you know, mentored me and, and showed me all the ropes okay. and, and got me to uh, to start really picking up a paintbrush, which before that was just graphite, you know. So um, so I, I leaned really hard into into that. Uh, what I found was really for me was what I fell in love. With. What made me fall in love with art was a creative process. Um, oh, cool. That's what I really I really enjoy the, the process rather than the right. result. So, uh, awesome. you know, um, I bounced around a few jobs after that while I was still managing the business. And in 2014, I got laid off and that forced me to have to, uh, uh, lean hard into art and figure out if I wanted to make it, uh, you know, a business or not, if I really wanted to make money off of it and, and allow that to support the rest of my, you know, uh, my quality of life. And so mm -hmm. I did. I leaned hard into it. And, uh, and for three years, I was a full-time artist, um, you know, making it every month and selling art and doing commissions and managing the galleries and throwing art shows. And, you know, I Very was on cool. the road. I, I did festivals. I've done, Oh wow. Uh, I've done festivals. I've had solo shows. I've, I've done almost everything I can think of in terms of selling artwork in a physical space. Um, so, uh, I did that. And then in 2018, I, uh, was, uh, given an opportunity to apply for a job position as a business advisor with a small business okay. development center which is okay. a government, government job. And so mm -hmm. I've been there for two years now. And um, so, and I just, and I still do my art, you know, uh, I still call myself a full-time artist because I think it has more to do with your effort rather than mm -hmm. X amount of time you put into it. Um, so. So you're putting less time into it now, I'm presuming just because of some of the daytime responsibilities. Yeah. It's interesting that I, I am putting less time, but I'm still getting the same results as I did okay. before. So it's okay. interesting how that's kind of played out. Yeah. I share that past where I didn't do any art for a long time. And uh, then I came back to it later on. Of course, I'm a little bit older than you are, though. Um, <clears throat> so if you want to um, take a look at our guest today, then uh, head on over to uh, Monthly Sharpener. In the member circle, uh, you'll have a video of the uh, podcast today. Did you, um, so you got, you got a degree in, um, uh, marketing, was it right? Was that what Correct. it was? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the bachelor's in marketing and e-commerce. Okay. So, uh, you know, you know what I'm going to ask? I mean, how has that helped you and what do you see as being the differences in maybe, uh, other peers that maybe you've been around and what, with what you've been able to do? I mean, it sounds like you were pretty prolific, and I looked at some of your work out there on Instagram. I mean, you've you've done a lot of work. Clearly, you're not doing colored pencil because you're speeding through work pretty well. Um, colored pencil so slow. But anyway, um, 
What what do you notice as being like some of the key differences then in someone who doesn't understand marketing or doesn't uh, doesn't like it, thinks it's dirty or something, and then the artist that will embrace marketing, whether people like it or not, they're doing marketing, you know. And I often talk to artists who are interested in selling, and I say, you know, they I don't like marketing. I know I'm not going to do any marketing. Like, well, you're doing it anyway, and you're doing it right now. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just curious from your perspective and your vantage point, having a degree in this, uh, what, you know. Just talk to me about those differences, and then we'll get yeah. into the COVID nineteen here. Sure, sure. Uh, there's a stigma with marketing, <laughs> right? Um, uh, let me just say that I think yeah. people think marketing equals selling equals, you know, uh, <laughs> subliminal messages, yeah, or yeah. old TV ads or old radio ads that sound corny. <laughs> uh, I think there's a lot of that type of mentality out there, especially with artists who are just more right brain creatives and just want right. to enjoy the process. Right. Um, and they want to let somebody else deal with that. And so I'm, I'm, it's interesting you bring that up because my wife, uh, she's an artist. And, oh, okay. Uh, she's, she started after I did. Um, and so I've kind of been coaching her along. And the first thing oh. she told me, she says, I hate selling. She says, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> and she just, she's been resistant for so long. Yeah. Until finally she had an aha moment where uh, we had some items in our home that we wanted to flip to just yeah. sell sure. and get rid of. And she was selling it on uh, Facebook Marketplace, and she right. did a phenomenal job of listing these items. And she got excited. <laughs> and uh, and then she turned toward our neighbors, who are a little bit older than we are, uh -huh. and they had some items they needed to sell, but they didn't understand Facebook. So she offered to help them, and they were going to give her a 40% cut. And so she did. And so she then found that she was helping folks and making an impact and, right. and now she was really enjoying it. So I told her one thing that I think resonated with her that made her understand why marketing is so important. Yeah. I said, I told her what you're doing is you're taking things that appeal to people that need it yeah. and, and might actually be helping them in a way, right. uh, whether it's direct or indirect. Um, and, and what you're doing is you're, you're telling a story because she's also a writer. I said, mm. you're telling a story and you're creating a story with the visuals of, of these items and you're 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 uh -huh. making it more appealing to where people who who really do want it and need it are going to take action on those things and right. and not only that but you also helped the people that wanted to sell it and and so yeah. i said marketing really boils down especially as an artist boils down to that same concept it's the foundation right. of marketing which is you're taking something and not trying to push it on somebody right. you're taking something is you're you're telling a story with that item and the way you present it, which, you know, is important about how you take photos of your artwork right, on, posted right. online. And then what you're doing is you're, you're trying to tailor that story to the person who's going to fall in love with it and really want it and appreciate it. And through uh, that, you will change somebody's life because they will, they will find, you know, hope or, or yeah. happiness or joy or whatever it is through the art. No, you're, you're right about that. I mean, you're yeah. affirming someone's values with right. what you're doing right. and you're actually recognizing their values and it's an exchange of value, but you're right. also allowing them to uh, explore and, um, you know, say this is the kind of person I am. I mean, that's why I have a gym membership because I'm a kind of person that has a gym membership. It doesn't mean I go. I just have a gym membership because that looks good on my key ring, you know. Um, but that's what happens to us. I mean, we, we're affirming our own values when we're doing that. And I see, I see what you did there. You appealed to her sense uh, as being a writer. So that was pretty clever. Um, that made a lot of sense to her, right? So she kind of opened up a little bit. She, to that. she did. And she yeah. totally said, she totally opened up to the idea of, wow, I can, if I can do that with a chair or right. a couch, <laughs> you know, I can do that with my own art that I obviously love and want other people that are like-minded to find it and love it. So, and I said, you absolutely can. It's just all about understanding who your audience is and that you're helping them find, you don't have to twist their arm. If you right. present it, if you present it in a, you know, in a nice way and you tell the story about it yeah. and not, not sell it, don't know features and benefits. We're not selling a car. You know, yeah. you're, you're, you're just talking about the artwork itself in this, in kind of in a story and you, yeah. you're able to, it resonates with the people that are going to enjoy it more, your audience. And it's just knowing those people. 
And so, yeah, so she ran with it and she's doing extremely well now. So I'm really proud of her. She do the same kind of art that you do or? No, no, no? she's, she, we're opposites. In fact, oh, wow. um, you know, she does more, uh, Renaissance, um, okay. type artwork. Um, and so she's kind of found her own style. We went to Florence, uh, Italy last year. Oh, wow. Uh, we timed it right. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, uh and we went and we went to an Academy of art down there and, you know, uh, she she picked up uh, uh michelangelo's style of renaissance art oh, neat. and yeah. so she's been really running with it and doing well uh, well let me push back on that marketing thing really quick and then we sure. will get to um the covid19 a little bit but so so a lot of artists though uh they had i mean they they understand a little bit of exchange of value and you're explaining, you're just talking about a product and uh, that kind of thing. The problem, I think, a lot of times is that we're very much emotionally invested in our art. And so when we're talking about our art, it feels like part of us. And we, and, and so that, that just bring it conjures up some bad feelings. Like I, I feel uh, braggadocious. I feel uh, like I'm like tooting my own horn. I feel like I am, um, you know, just trying to like, trying to, you know, come across like, you know, this is something great. And maybe somebody, you know, they've been taught ever since they were uh, real young that, you know, you don't do that. That's kind of vulgar. You know, you don't talk about yourself in that way. Mm -hmm. So what do you say to that? Um, I think that, uh that's probably a common issue that a lot of artists who are just starting out have to face right um, right and um you know i come from a sales marketing background i mean i was an air force recruiter uh, when i was in the military so i had to get over that fear of being in front of folks and talking about what i do and why i do it and why i love it and all this other right. stuff and why, and why they should love it so you know i got over that fear before i became an artist so for me putting myself out there wasn't so it really hard. wasn't difficult. No, huh? it wasn't difficult. Yeah. But yeah. I understand when some other artists come from that that perspective or that background where they were brought right. up to to believe in those things, and and I, I sympathize with that because I understand how that can feel. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it's the difference between saying, "Well, I'm doing this for me, and it's just a hobby, and I'm totally fine with that," and the difference between I'm struggling with the idea that I really want to take it to the next level. I'm just struggling with some ideas. And some things that I've been brought to believe in, and it's pushing against that ability to go out. And so the first thing I did with mm. my wife, the, the first thing I did with my wife was said, you know, before you go online, before you go online, you have to go out into the community and you have to start participating. That you what, have to get. What do you mean that by theory. that? What? Yeah, that's uh, interesting. Because you, as artists, we can't just only exist online if we're selling artwork, meaning physical things. Yeah. You have to you have to be able to sell stuff in person as well, um, and okay. by, by by sell I don't necessarily mean like do a sales pitch. What yeah. I mean is that you you have to be able to connect with others. You have to be able uh, to build yeah. rela build relationships inside of a community. Makes sense. Right. And so what I told her was like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to uh, go to some businesses, uh -huh. and we're going to offer them um, you know opportunity for you to do some live painting. And, ah. and instead of asking for a show space, you're going to provide some value to them and their customers so that they will be more, you know, accepting of your yeah. offer. And so right. we, we did that for a solid two or three months and she was booked every weekend, wow. um, uh, painting in, in, at bars, restaurants, okay. even re retail shops. And so the more she did that, the more she was able to confront her fear of, yeah putting her artwork out there and being judged or being being seen as somebody right. who's maybe better than others or whatever. Yeah. And, was and that she, a tough sell though? I mean, did, or did you help her with uh, that or did she mm -hmm. go and approach them? Or uh, It was tough. Yeah. <laughs> it was tough. Yeah. She had yeah. a, she had a, you know, one or two meltdowns the first few times. Yeah. And, but I was their supporter, you know, and I understand that right. can be difficult, but you know, once she got through that threshold, um, you know, of it being scary and not being as, right. as, as big of a fear as she believed it was, she was able to then do it on her own. And, uh. and now she's out there flourishing and she's, you know, proud of what her heart means to other people. Because when she was oh, out there, so people would, people would come up to her and say, 
wow, I just love your artwork. I wish I could do that. Or do you teach or, you know, uh, how do you do that? Or I would love a print or, you know, there's so many different situations that come out whenever you're in public. Oh, yeah. Uh, And so she was able to kind of cross that threshold of how do I how do I put my art in front of people? And it relaxes you. Uh, by connecting with uh, people, real people, uh, looking real at people. their eyeballs and being able to relate to a real person right. rather than hiding behind a screen or something or a keyboard. Yeah, right. yeah, no doubt. All right. Very, very, uh, very cool. Thanks for indulging me uh, with that. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I think that would uh, that's going to be valuable for, um, I know, several um, in my audience, a good number of people in my audience. Okay, so let's talk about this current uh, problem that we're facing right now across the world. We're in the middle of the pandemic in 2020, and we're recording this. Uh, Alejandro and I are recording this in March, so late March. And so if you're listening in the future, you know about this. You know what happened. We're in the middle of it, and we are still in the United States of America. We are still at the uh, the beginning of the bell curve. We're at the the very start of the bell curve. We're hoping it'll level off soon, but we don't know. So we're close to last stats I saw was around eighty thousand uh, in the U.S. and in China, where uh, most believe it originated. They are they're leveled off. They're at the top of the bell curve, and they're a, a little over eighty one thousand, I believe. So it, it's a mess, and it, it's a bad. A bad situation, um, to say the, the, the least. Here's what's happening. There, there are more people by, I, I don't remember the stat now, but there are more people being laid off right now. I don't remember, four times more or so than our recession than that we had back in 2007, 2008. There are more people that don't have jobs right now. Some people are extremely busy. Uh, a lot of people don't have jobs right now. There were 4 million, I believe, yesterday that filed for unemployment. There are some who are unaffected. Uh, they only just have to stay at their house. They're not affected financially. So an artist that is trying to sell their work, they're selling a luxury product. This is an uphill battle for some of them now. So let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, what should they do? I think you have to first. You have to understand what your mindset is telling you. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, it's very common, especially during times like this crisis, yeah. where where fear ends up taking over and the mindset ends up becoming more reactive um, to certain circumstances. The media, of course, is isn't as helpful as we'd like no. it to be when we're talking about mindset. They hype it up. <laughs> you know, the mindset does get affected by the media quite a bit and not right. only that by public opinion. So, you know, you get on Facebook and it's, 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 it's it can be a down uphill battle, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's those right. things. So, uh, so mindset has a really big part on how you decide to pivot during these times as an artist, especially if you're just, whether you're just starting to sell or you're, you've been selling, and you're worried about how things are going to change, it's really you have to pivot that mindset. You have to understand that, yes, the facts are there's a lot of people that are affected. There's a lot of people losing jobs. Um, But that doesn't necessarily mean that people are not going to purchase artwork. Right. Uh, Building the narrative that's saying Mm -hmm. that nobody's going to buy artwork Mm -hmm. is it can be stifling and it can really limit your decision making on what you what you can and can't do. So, you know, uh, during this time is really more about changing your attitude and your mindset to start to think of, okay, well, there are X amount of people that are probably not going to buy my work because they're more worried about paying, you know, their rent and, uh, you know, how do I get groceries and all this other stuff? That's a given. But there's a whole other uh, section of the population, like you mentioned, that are just at home. They're Mm -hmm. on their phones. Right. They're they're probably bored they're you know if they weren't on amazon prime or ebay or etsy before they're probably on it now because they're bored Um, uh yeah yeah and uh and so they're active on social media they're they're probably ordering groceries and uh getting food delivered to their doors so they're operating more online or comfortable with purchasing 
Well, the courier services are doing quite well right now. They're doing well. You know, (laughs) Pizza Hut's doing well. You know, Instacart's doing well. Amazon Prime is hiring. Amazon's hiring more folks. So there's a lot of activity happening in another section of the population. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. if you think of it from that perspective, then really it's up to you to put your your artwork in front of the right people that are right now, as it is, they're just bored. They're just bored. Um, And, you know, it, to think that that's a small percentage, I think is, is a mistake, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because there, there could possibly in your niche market Mm -hmm. for your art, whatever art it is that you're selling, there could potentially be more people that are able now to purchase and willing to purchase your art. You know, it's the same thing. Uh, you know, we could go back a few years and we could talk about how that, um, you know, this whole open concept floor planning started taking hold and people didn't want walls anywhere. You know, you have the, the living room, the kitchen and, um, you know, the hallway. It's just all one thing. And several rooms, you know, are just out there in the open without any wall space at all for artwork. And it also, you know, that that's something that I think we contend with as artists, whether we realize it or not. But yeah, I think that there's a lot of people that are sitting around at home right now and they're looking around online and uh, if it's not obvious to you yet, I think I think Alejandro and I are going to talk about the fact that you should probably uh be uh pivoting you use that word pivot. I like that. Mm-hmm. You should be pivoting to be uh looking at doing things online, right? Oh yeah, there's there's plenty of opportunities out there. Um it you don't it doesn't have to be a a, a uh, you know, all or nothing. I mean, yeah. you can pick and choose where you want to be, where you're most comfortable, where you think your clients are the, you know, are going okay. to be. Right. Uh, so right. Yeah, there's lots of options for sure. Okay. Okay. So let's talk through some of these particulars here. And you guys have got to check out this article. Um, and of course we'll link up to it here in the show notes, but um, so you, you have some very specific things that you urge artists to think about doing right now. Uh, can we walk through some of those right now? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So number one, you've got photograph your work. So can you talk to us about that? Yeah, I think I, I listed that one first because you can't yeah. really do a whole lot more online <laughs> unless you photograph your unless artwork. Unless you have it in a right. digital version. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that can be kind of a complicated uh, step. Uh, depending on your background and your comfort level with with right. using a camera, uh, you know, uh, using an old uh, Sony CyberShot is not going to work. <laughs> uh, mainly because it might be hard yeah. just to upload the photos, um, but also because of the pixel, uh, you know, the megapixels <laughs> right. on that is not going to be good enough. So what I usually recommend is if you're going to be posting on social media, Using a, a up-to-date you know, smartphone might be enough as long as you have decent lighting um, in terms of just putting your artwork on social media. But if you want to actually yeah. start developing some reproductions of your artwork, right. you're going to have to step up your game a little bit and uh, you know, find a, a digital SLR camera, high-definition mm-hmm. camera, um, and, and use that to photograph your work. Um, I, I, there are some tutorials online that you can look up. There's a lot of advice out there on photographing your artwork. The most important things you'll have to consider really in order to set up and take good pictures of your artwork is uh, a tripod, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, maybe some extra lighting, depending on where you're going to be photographing your artwork. Uh, Some people say that natural light's best, uh, but it just depends on your medium. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, and then making sure that you've got uh, a, a laptop where you can transfer those photographs to and make some slight edits. Um, If you've got a Mac, it's really, really great. I mean, I do mm-hmm. most of my edits on a Mac, and, mm-hmm. and I don't really have to mess too much with it as long as I took a good photograph. Um, if you don't have a camera of that high grade, I would uh, ask some photog- photographers, you know, some friends that are are around that probably do it as a hobby. They probably have a pretty decent camera they're working with. Um, maybe, they'll local- do, maybe they'll do a curbside uh, pickup of your SD card. <laughs> maybe, I'm, just, maybe, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, can, you can see. Yeah. <laughs> Or, uh, um, you know, the, the local library before ours closed down uh, for yeah, this for yeah. the coronavirus, they actually had a, a maker space where we can go in and, and rent the camera for free and take right. photographs. And, and so that was really great. Um, so but either way, you should uh, be taking some uh, some good photographs of your artwork. 
so that you can uh, either post it up on social media or, or your website or to uh, start doing reproduction. Yeah, it's something that I like to talk about quite a bit. Um, but yeah, y- you can learn this uh, this kind of thing. If it's something that sounds foreign to you about how to use a DSLR or how to make it work, uh, even with a good iPhone or something like that, there are ways to make this work uh, if that's all you've got. So there are there there's ways of learning this, and you can do this. I just want to encourage you: you can do this, um, and you can learn it, and you'll get better over time as you work through it. Okay, number two: pick a marketplace. Mm-hmm. So let's talk so, about that. Yeah, so a marketplace is is a uh, a digital space where you can sell your artwork online. Mm-hmm. Um, so that ranges anywhere from Amazon Prime to eBay to even Facebook Marketplace, um, as well as Etsy and, uh, and a bunch of others. Can you sell um, on Amazon Prime uh, as an artist? I, I, th- I know they had that, what did they call that? A uh, Amazon Homemade, I think it was. Homemade, yeah. You, you, you can. Um, I, I haven't actually jumped on Amazon because it is a bit of a complicated process, and I think for okay. a beginner it might be overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, one, I think probably the easiest places to, to list items to sell in terms of artwork or reproductions are going to be Etsy. Absolutely. Uh, yep. Etsy is really super, they make it super easy for you to list items and open up a shop. Mm-hmm. Um, they even have a great resource called the Etsy Sellers Handbook, which exists in actual Etsy app or the website. Oh, nice. Both. And they nice. give out just free, really valuable information for anybody that's getting started or is still in it now. Um, I love to, that to set up and improve your shop, and I've used it a lot. Um, as a, I can I've tell got, you, uh, sorry to cut you off. Sure, I can tell you this that, and I'm glad you mentioned Etsy. Um, and and you say even here in your article, uh, it's the best and easiest place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree with that. That I can tell you that if you're talking to a non-artist and you talk about artwork, uh, chances are they think of Etsy. That's one of the first things that comes to their mind when they talk about, when they're thinking about an online marketplace, they're thinking of Etsy, uh, if they know of, of it at all. So Correct, correct. I think it's a great place to get started. Uh, yeah. 20, 20 cents per listing, um, and, uh, and you can really find your audience uh, on there, and you can learn mm-hmm. as you go. You don't have to have uh, 20 listings, 20 products to start with. You can start right. with one. You can start with one. Really, yeah. and just start growing, growing your store from there. Um, the other millions was, of people go there all the time. All the time. Um, I so sold. Um, got I the sold, market. I sold a print on there today. Oh, nice. Um, and, and and amidst all this chaos, there are people that are yeah. still buying prints on Etsy. So, um, uh, the other place I would say um, is probably eBay. Um, eBay has really transitioned to making it a lot easier to list items. In fact, you can go on Etsy, find a piece of artwork that's selling currently. And you can copy you can copy that listing so you can kind of just use their format, uh-huh. insert your photograph in there from your smartphone if you wanted to. Uh-huh. Even price it the exact same thing. Of course, you got to work out the shipping and some of the description details. Right. But you can go ahead and start selling from from eBay as well. Um, and I think that's another great platform to start selling artwork oh, um, cool. as a, as as a beginner. Yeah, a beginner. and it's e- it's very easy to do it it's on crazy. eBay. It's very yeah. easy. Yeah. Um, and then the last place I would say testing out in your local area would be Facebook Marketplace. Um, you would ah, be surprised. I hadn't um, thought of that one. Yeah. It, uh, you know, Facebook is trended toward an older demographic. Right. Um, you know, over the last few years. And, yeah. you know, they're they're very engaging. They're very active. They're very, very vocal. Right. Um, right. But the actual Facebook Marketplace, um, you know, uh, area of the app is is incredibly intuitive. Um, and yeah, really, I, I just never thought of it as a place to sell artwork, but it makes sense. I mean, it, you yeah. can buy anything, you know, from socks to a car on that so uh, marketplace. And, and I really, I'm a big believer in being uh, uh, a big fish in a small pond. Um, I think mm. that that allows you to separate yourself from the other people that are in that space. So if you get on Facebook Marketplace, if you were to use the same. Uh, you know, uh, teachings and tips you learn from Etsy and and listing your items uh, with the way you photograph your work, the way you add the description and shipping details. If you were to take that knowledge and apply it to Facebook Marketplace amongst people that are just taking really terrible photographs of their stuff and and just throwing it up there, you would separate yourself from the the rest amongst people that are actually scrolling through a feed 
on Facebook Marketplace and stop on your item. That's and true. And they'll start engaging quickly um, because you just you're so different from everybody else. Yeah, so, I could I could see that. That yeah, that makes so, a lot of sense. So I would recommend that as well, just because again, it's not a lot of artists are doing it right now. It's yeah, I think it's I think it's uncommon to see that. But yeah. if you can separate yourself and really develop build some value in terms of the way you list your items, you can do that. That's well. a great one. Okay, so I noticed though that you're not saying, and for a lot of uh, those in my audience, I mean, they're they've got their own website. You're not you're not talking a lot about your own website here. No, I don't. So why is I it? don't because um, uh, because your your website, although it should be your main hub that you point everybody to uh, from all your other marketplaces and social social media, it does require a considerable amount of, amount of effort. And a yeah. lot of people shy away from it because of all these different types of uh, tutorials and stuff like that are online. They they just put out a lot of a lot of uh, information that's outdated. Um, and depending on who your web host is, you may not even have a feature on there where you can make those things happen. You know, right. if you know, uh, luckily a lot of places do. But you know, if if you're using the native domain.com web hosting feature right. it doesn't have all the bells and whistles of like no. squarespace or wix or you right. know uh, or shopify so um, and it's easy so, enough right just to uh, send them right over to etsy you know if they want if they can look at right. the artwork over on your website and just send them over there plus right. it sends all those good signals to etsy and your shop right. over there as well right i would probably reserve the website more commissions at, at if you're mm -hmm. early on if you're just starting out it can be overwhelming to set up an e-commerce store on your website and then suddenly and you don't have the traffic sale. either. You don't have the traffic. So it's, it's, you know, it's, it's probably better to start with commissions first on your website. Yeah. Um, because you can show off your work and it can be more of a storytelling type of experience rather than a checkout experience on there. And then uh, gradually, gradually you can graduate to that level, I think on the website. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. This one's going to turn a lot of people off. Um, <laughs> Go live. Yeah. So you recommend going live. I do. I really do. Uh, the With only our reason face? I, their face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the only reason I mentioned that and uh, is because the live feature is really being heavily utilized by all the social media platforms. Yeah. And it's really an easy way to communicate with your audience. If you think of it from your audience perspective. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right. Don't think of it as as you're the person, you know, in front of the camera. Think of it from the audience perspective. Um, there are four rules that I've learned um, for selling artwork. Uh, the first one is that yeah, the first one is uh, the person has to either love or like your artwork. Right? Uh, yeah. No. Uh, the second rule is that they have to be able to afford it. All right. Okay. Uh, the third rule is they have to have a space for it. Uh, right. They could have, they could love it, afford it, but if they don't have a place for it, they're probably not going to buy it unless they're a diehard collector. Diehard right. collectors don't care about space; they'll just buy it. Yeah, uh, put it in a closet. <laughs> right, but if you're for your normal, you know, uh, day by day type of purchaser, they're probably going to think right. of it where they're going to place it. Um, the fourth thing is that, and it's a bonus, is if they like you. Ah, okay? that's now, one people leave out. They leave out. They have to either know you and then like you. Yes. So yeah. in order for them to be able to do that, you can't always put up just pictures of your artwork. You right. have to connect. You have to talk about who you are. You have to have conversations with your audience. They have to know who yeah. you are and what you do. Um, and so doing the live feature really is a great way to connect because live automatically gets pushed to the front of the line in terms of content on social media. It doesn't, I don't care where you're at, whether right. it's Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube uh, live is really getting pushed to the to the front of the line in terms of content and connecting with your audience. And you got TikTok on here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Should> you, <laughs> so you figure out a dance routine with your artwork. <laughs> uh, you know, you would think that, but I I haven't put up one dance video on yeah. <laughs> on my TikTok at least not in the last yeah. you know five months. Not and uh, <laughs> <that's fine. laughs> yeah, I'll just but I am seeing. I am starting to see a lot more uh, uh, artists on TikTok. Huh. Of all, in fact, there's a there's an older gentleman that just he just gives out tips on really? on uh, on his process and what he does and why he doesn't. He's got about ten thousand followers on there. Wow! Uh, 
and uh, and it's it's you can put up some some content on TikTok and give advice. You can, you know. Okay, uh, I may I may process. have to stop making fun of it and actually use it a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, I went from I started it in September with my account, and I went yeah. from zero to currently I have about fifty two fifty three thousand followers on TikTok. It's funny because uh, I, I I got on there right right when it was just like brand new over here. Sure. I, I guess it was maybe a couple of years ago or something. I thought. Yeah, this is this will never this is going nowhere. <laughs> How wrong could I be? I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people made that assumptions, but it's yeah. because the the user base seems like it scales a lot lower. Yeah, in terms yeah, of the much, age group, right? But it's right. it's changing really quickly. Um, I'm seeing a lot a lot more age difference in there. Um, just not only on the viewers, but from the creators, all ages are on there right now. Um, yeah, and that's um, interesting. You know, it's, and a, it's, it's just an growing so quick. It's growing. It's I wouldn't say it's it's fleshed out like Facebook or YouTube as um, in terms of just the platform and and all the little intricacies of how you can use it. It's just it's still very young, but it's a great time to get in right now. So, so if somebody is brand new to going live, which do you think though would be the simplest or the easiest one to just start on? If they because I think and maybe you agree with this, maybe you don't. Just let me know. I think they ought to just pick one and just say, okay, this is the one I'm going to get on and I'm just going to uh, start connecting with people, whether anyone's watching or not, you know, get on one of those. Which one do you think would be probably the best one? Probably Facebook. Um, okay. And the only yeah. reason I say Facebook is just because it's connected. It owns Instagram. So it's very easy right. to just transition over between the two. Oh, um, point. Yeah. And, um, um, you know, Facebook is, is very localized. It's it's got a great mm -hmm. algorithm for identifying mm -hmm. local users. Oh, um, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Didn't think and of that. And and Instagram is very visual. So um, they've got uh, Instagram's got IGTV right now, which allows right. you to put up longer, longer videos, and it, it and it really pushes the live feature to the front of the line um, in a, in a more obvious way. Uh, so I keep I would telling myself I'm going to do that, and I just never do. Do you do that? Do you use that uh, IGTV? I've uh, for longer when I do longer videos because yeah. I'll put up uh, I have a YouTube channel it's not very big but it's I've uh -huh. put up some process videos and I'll put them yeah. on IG IGTV okay. um, and it's uh, it's worked out really well um, I, I follow some other artists on on Instagram that do IGTV and they do a great job and uh, it's not really highly produced it's you know it's 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 fine and and yeah um, it and I I want to encourage people that don't have the whole setup to don't mm -hmm. worry about it. Um, right. Just right. get your camera out, hit record and right. just go and just. Yeah, go. absolutely. Yeah. So I talked to a lot of artists who are just like, OK, I want to be a commission based artist mm -hmm. and I want to start taking commissions and I'm going to start approaching people and I'm going to ask them if I can draw their dog or their cat or their child or something like that. And I like that idea. But I really like what you laid out here. Do they love your work? Can they afford it? Is do they have a place for it? But do they like you? And that and that's something that once you get outside of your friends and family, and we've talked to them until we're blue in the face, you've got to start getting outside of that. So this is where we have to get outside of our comfort zone and get on one of these social media platforms and start talking out there and engaging with an audience they're not your audience yet but they'll find yeah. you and they will become uh, attracted to you they'll like you for who you are it's your personality that is sure. your branding right i think people have uh, artists have trouble with that they're like oh my goodness yeah. who am i what, what what do i like <laughs> what, what and they, they have trouble legitimizing that um, yeah. because yeah. they they overanalyze and they think oh no no nobody's gonna like that um, but in actuality, if you make a list of the things you're interested in, your passions, whether it's, you know, reading certain types of book or books right. or, or genre of movies, or if you like gardening, you know, mm -hmm. you'd be surprised of how many people you'll resonate with that. Oh, I love her artwork, but I also love the fact that she gardens, you know, right. and you would be surprised at how those two might connect in some way for a person that's looking to purchase artwork and they realize you guys have something in common. Yeah, um, yeah. and so that's Absolutely. a great, that's a great thing to lean on is just right. some of your other interests, um, yeah. you know, and being able to, to talk about those things and it may have nothing to do with your artwork at all. Right. Um, but being able to make that type of human connection is really important. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't don't dismiss that one, folks. I mean, um, it is very important, and uh, it probably should go way up there, even a little bit higher, mm -hmm. if we were listing and ranking according to uh, how important these things are. So, uh, and I know that just makes a lot of us feel uncomfortable, but it's just something that if we want to really sell our work, we have to start doing that. And we have to connect uh, with whoever our clients are and allowing them into our story and to know who we are as, as a person. The, the best thing about it, though, is that you're not competing with anybody. You're your own yeah. self, and that's the cool part about it. Yeah, and I think the other bonus is that you'll find that you'll develop relationships with some of your collectors um, yeah. and end up calling them friends. Um, and that's yeah. happened to me many, many times where mm -hmm. now, you know, some of the people that buy my, some of the people that have the most uh, pieces of my work where I have their cell phone number and we'll just catch up with each other. And, and yeah. sometimes it's nothing about artwork. We just connect. Right, and we end up right. becoming friends and, and, but they also happen to buy my work. So, you know, it's, it's a great bonus um, yeah. to be able to show a piece of yourself that somebody else connects with and you develop a friendship. That's really oh, good. That's great. All right. Galleries. Let's talk about galleries. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many of your, uh, uh, you know, uh, listeners um, are, are gallery owners. Um, but I think this applies to anybody that's just wanting to show their work in a traditional way. Yeah. Uh, a lot of artists got their shows canceled. Um, right. It, it happened to us. We were supposed to have a show last weekend and it, it uh. got canceled and we were so hyped up about it. Um, uh, but this is a perfect time for you to pivot toward doing something online. Online shows are a thing. Right. Uh, they do exist. Um, they're completely digital. Um, and, you know, one, one thing you can do is do either your own online show where you know you promote it like it would you would a normal show but you put up the pieces that are going to be for sale online either on your facebook or instagram um and um and hold an event you know even create a facebook event to kind of oh there you, you go. know place that uh put a placeholder on online it's a great idea particular event um and then when you actually host the event go live right, um, i right. did that a couple years ago um during christmas and I went live on on in my at the time I had a gallery and I went live inside the gallery space and I had people oh, on on the live video saying I want that piece how much oh, and wow. I would just PM, I would private message them right after that I would, yeah. the live video went and then I would sell that way so um, doing oh, online cool. online shows right now would be a great way to pivot because everybody would just be looking to be entertained and wanting to uh, attend an art show from their couch. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and there's so many businesses right now uh, doing that pivot, that very pivot, wow. and taking things that are analog and putting it into a digital format and saying, here, come through. You know, there's some art museums doing this and saying, come through this art museum and take a look at everything. We're putting it online for right now. Mm -hmm. uh, a friend of mine has uh, a, a solo show going on at Cox Gallery, not too far from here. Okay. And, um, you know, he's a color pencil artist, all this uh, color pencil work that he was getting ready. And, and I think his work's already there hanging. And, of course, you know, no one's going to go there now. And uh, so that's a great suggestion. I love this. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are more people online right now. I don't know if, if you and I said that or not yet, but that's something for you to think about if you're listening today. More people are online right now anyway. And mm -hmm. uh, I know it because of my bandwidth problems that I've been having. But um, but it's it's a fact. And I don't think that that's going to stop either. Do you? I don't think it will. No. After all this is said and done and yeah. we, we come back to to normal way of life, right. people will have adapted to a certain way of doing that's certain right. tasks and yeah. operating. And yeah. After the dust getting, settles, they'll be used to this yeah, odd way of life and it'll any, become norm. Yeah. Anybody that wasn't online before this is online now and is, right. as by, <clears throat> by default had to have to learn how to use it. And so right. when, when life goes back to normal, you're going to see an increase in people purchasing things online, groceries, you know, uh, right. uh, doing credit card transactions, using Amazon Prime. Um, and that includes also purchasing decor you know, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and other things that you need around the house. And, and so it's, it's going to be a big change and now would be a great time to get in it and be ready for that. 
for that shift in 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 the um, in the public and the, the way they absolutely items. yeah 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 this is the push that uh, many of us probably needed <laughs> right. uh, you know right. unfortunately but um, but let's take advantage of it you know we can so right. you know what I I don't want to go through all all of these I mean there there there's so much we could talk about. And Alejandro has all of this out here available to you. Uh, but you know what? Go ahead and pick um, one or two more that you think you know might be good to discuss right now. To me, probably the most important one um, that I think would be long-lasting no matter what happens is mm -hmm. uh, attitude. Um, mm -hmm. I, really ha I really hammer that because yeah. if you don't have the right attitude, no matter where you are in your career, uh, or whether you're selling online or not, if you don't have the right attitude, um, things are going to be seem a lot more difficult than they actually are. Right. Um, and right now, attitude is very difficult to have to kind of uh, control or, or adjust because of all the fear that's out there. So, you know, it's it's having some perspective um, is important. Yeah. Uh, but then curbing your attitude a little bit uh, to where you can you can say, well, these are the things that are in my control. Yeah. Um, and these are the things outside of my control. Uh, mm. what I have in my control is I, I have a smartphone, <laughs> I have right. artwork, uh, and that's a, that's a powerful thing to have. Um, because, you know, 30 years ago, you had to give your power to the galleries, <laughs> right? Uh, right. You didn't have a choice. Exactly. There was no other way besides just, you know, showing your work on a street corner. Um, and so, you know, right now the power is in the, uh, hands of the artists. And so if you can have the right attitude about what's happening right now, you can put yourself in a position where you can flourish, you can do a lot of great things and you can even help people. Um, you know, mm -hmm. you know, what you're doing right now, John is, is, is an important thing because people are turning to somebody, uh, for help or answers or perspective or insight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I would advise the other artists, you know, no matter what, where you're at in your journey, whether you're beginning or, or in the middle, uh, to turn that, turn that camera on and, and talk about perspective and, and mm. what are, what are the opportunities you're doing or taking advantage of? How have you changed your mindset? Oh, that's you know, a great there's, idea. There's a lot of value there that other artists, you know, it doesn't matter if you haven't sold anything or if you're just right. starting to sell or if you've had a long career, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, There'd be a surprising amount of value that you can bring others if you just turn that camera on. Oh, I love that. Yeah, because, you know, we we don't all uh, come from the same background that you do where uh, not not many of us have run a gallery ourselves sure. and things like that. But I love that because you're right. You're absolutely right. We do have control of our attitude. We have agency over our response to all of this. And there are things that we can do. We have agency in more areas than we probably uh think yeah, and uh, i love that um well i mean it, that is a very important one and there are things absolutely that we can do right now um there's a lot of things though, that uh, that we didn't talk about that you put in here that i think are are very interesting and i think would uh be worth doing uh, you know, one of those, it, it just informing your fans, but you go through kind of how to do that. And there's, there's a lot more uh, in this article and I encourage you guys to go out there and read this. You know, I kind of want to wrap up with just that artist that is out there and is, uh, thinking that, you know, they, they need to do all the things they need to pivot in all these ways, you know, I mean, it's a little overwhelming, right? I mean, that can just yes. put you in a place where now, I mean, let, let go of, of the fear and all of that, uh, due to the virus. But other than that, I mean, now you're thinking about your work and you're thinking, I got to do all this stuff. That's overwhelming too, you know, um, start small, right. Wouldn't you say, and um, take one or two things at a time. I would, I would try not to think things, uh, uh, you know, overanalyze or, or try to pile the plate up. That's, I think a lot of us tend to do that with not just art, but just, you know, yeah. our daily lives. Um, I would say from my experience of having done it all, um, I would say pick mm -hmm. the thing that excites you the most. Okay. Um, right. if photographing your work is exciting, do that. If, if, uh, you know, getting, if getting and connecting with others online, 
is yeah. exciting to you, do that first. Uh, but you know, try to take on that attitude of uh, I'm a big I'm a big believer in following the flow, uh, mm. creative flow. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't think you can do good work without it. Um, uh, when you're you certainly creative, can't do good work if you're overwhelmed and you're living in fear, <laughs> stressed, right? It's stressed put, out, or if you're or if you're putting your own your own stress on yourself, it's right, very right. difficult to create in that type of mindset. Yeah. So I tend to try and choose things that excite me, um, and I'll I'll put an hour's worth of effort into that because you know the creative flow that energy runs out eventually. You got to replenish that. So, you know, I would dedicate, you know, a good 30 minutes to an hour to something that really excites you about what we've talked about or what they'll Mm -hmm. read about in the the blog and um, and learn about that, you know, and uh, but you'll 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 learn more if you're excited about it. Nobody really Mm -hmm. retains any information about something that they're forced to do or not happy about doing. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Good point. Yeah. And then so it's it's probably you, you probably see the same thing with your classes when you have, you know, students that are really excited about and they ask you questions and they're really oh, yeah. interested in learning. You'll see them, you know, progress in leaps and bounds as opposed oh, yeah. to those that are just agonizing over how to do an eye. Right, know? right. Yeah. You know? So I've seen people the, go get, get into galleries uh, right. after um, just learning, you know, as right. a student. And that's so exciting right. to see. And then I see some people purchase everything and never, never do any of it, which is interesting uh, that they do that. But some people that's, you know, it's like me with my gym membership. I have the, I have the card. <laughs> well, it's, it's checking off a box. And yeah. If you're just yeah. checking, if you're just checking off boxes, um, it's, it, that's more of like that plan mentality that I think we all right. suffer from. Let's make a plan and then check off all the boxes, but we're yeah. not going to really commit to those things. So, not going to commit to it. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's to me, just pick something that excites you and, and go with that first. And then right. you'll, you'll get excited about the next thing after that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, you know, thanks so much for coming on here. I mean, this, this has been fantastic. And here's the thing. Are you comfortable with um, people reaching out to you? I know they're going to listen to this and they're going to be like, man, um, I, I one, number one, he's got the best voice. This is the most smooth, velvety <laughs> voice John's had on his podcast. Um, <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> they're that. Gonna, yeah. They're going to want to reach out to you. Are you okay with? Uh, Absolutely. What? Yeah. What? Uh, do you have anything for them to do? I mean, should they just go to your website or you? Yeah. Um, how but can they reach they, out? Well, I, luckily, I'm everywhere. So wherever okay. they're most comfortable. Uh, All right. If they've got a Facebook, um, I'm on Facebook. Um, you just type in my first last name. I'm there. Awesome. Um, uh, make sure you contact the artist page though, because, uh, my profile is private, uh, but my artist page okay. is open to the public, obviously. Uh, my website, Great. again, my first and last name, you can, you can message me there or send me a, uh, send me an email through that. Um, I'm on Instagram. Uh, I'm on All LinkedIn. Right. I'm on LinkedIn as well. So oh, wow. that's a little most, different. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a neat strategy right there because a lot of artists aren't doing that. They should be. Cool. Yeah, they, really. They, that's they interesting. Sh- they should be. Um, I think I mentioned that in the in the blog, but uh, and I talked about why. Yeah. But yeah, maybe we'll yeah. get you to come back on here, do a, a special bonus episode only, um, and uh, we'll talk about some other things. I have a feeling you and I could talk for probably hours. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, let me just spell this. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, that, I'm absolutely open to uh, you know any anything you'd like to talk about. Uh, awesome. You know, I'm more of a conversationalist, so. Very cool. Well, let, let me just spell um, the website out for ever, anybody who wants to go over there. <laughs> You're laughing. Uh, A-L-E-E-J. So let me start over. A-L-E-J-A-N-D-R-O-C-A-S-T-A-N-O-N.com. Uh, and of course, I'll have it linked up in the show notes as well. But I know a lot of you guys, you're uh, you're either on a walk or you're busy doing artwork or something like that. So that's where you'll want to go and uh, check out this article uh, and everything else that Alejandro has to offer over there. Yeah. So, all right. Very cool. Hey, any, th- any last words you want to say before we go? What do you think? No, no. Uh, this was fun. I really enjoy, uh, you know, part of my passion and the reason I do things is uh, is because I, I started off like everybody else, not knowing a whole lot about how to navigate the business, art business world. I didn't know anything, let alone know how to paint. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, you know, I had to do a lot of things on my own trial by, by error. And, and so yeah. it, a lot of it was self-discovery. Um, okay. and I made, I made a huge amount of mistakes, um, uh, when I first started out, um, and that's how I learned, but 
I, w- I would rather some artists avoid some of those mistakes um, yeah. as they as they get started and or as they transition to being online or whatever. Right. Uh, and so my passion is is being able to talk about those things and give that knowledge to the others and and you know and they they can hit me up for free. I, I have no problem just giving out that knowledge. No problem. Awesome. Awesome. Very, very cool. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on here and discuss all of this. Yeah. Thanks for accepting my, uh, my solicitation on, on on Instagram. (laughs) No, I'm so glad you, I'm so glad you reached out. I mean, I wouldn't have, I would not have uh, seen this article. I don't think, uh, otherwise. So very, very cool. All right. Well, uh, guys, this is a weekly show. And if you like this discussion, Head on over to monthly-sharpener.sharpenedartist.com and um, you can get into that community. It's a private community, but it's absolutely free. Also, there is an upgrade version inside there for a month-to-month subscription and you get all the video podcasts uh, plus much, much more that we have to offer over there. Uh, So I encourage you to take advantage of that. Also, Look at the show notes, sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. Reach out at any time, podcast at sharpenedartist.com. And I'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.